Welcome to Nerd vs. World, episode 24, The Men Who Stare at Nerds. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Aidy. Right then, fellas. How are we doing? Well, two-thirds of us are in as fuck, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we're And shit. Been yeah. a really rubbish time, but... Yeah. I'm full of ear infection at the moment, so oh, it, so it sounds like I'm doing this in soup. <laughs> I think I've just shifted an ear infection, so yeah. Mm. I'm, I feel uh, your pain. Struggling with a bit of a chest infection and a bit of cough, so... Marvelous. Hopefully it won't come across too bad. So yeah, we're mostly pretty fucking ill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. Oh well. well. We'll solder on. Solder on. <laughs> Hate to let our listening public... It's only a flesh wound! We have loads to talk about. Oh, we <laughs> do. We've been going on this last couple of weeks. So yeah, there is quite a bit to get through. So let's just leap straight in. Yep. Pick a topic, so what are we going to go for? Kebabs. DC cancelling six lines. Bastards! I know. <laughs> Bastards, bastard. They keep doing this, and everybody who listens to the show will know that this has been happening over the last year, that every time I get really into a comic series, they fucking cancel it. Mm-hmm. So I think I only picked up uh, watching... I only picked up collecting Suicide Squad, like, four months ago, I think it was, yep. after they cancelled <laughs> Dial H... And I swapped from Dial H onto Suicide Squad and went, oh, well, that's, that's been running since the start. We're up to, like, 23 or something. And now they've cancelled the fucking yeah. thing. So, issue 30 will be the last one. <laughs> it, it, it bites, dude. Every time I get into something new, it gets cancelled. So, pick a, pick a comic you really don't like and I'll start collecting it and it'll get cancelled. Mm. Well, I would say Aquaman, but they're bringing that back. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the new that's titles that we're launching later on this month. Oh. So, so yeah. Well, I won't be starting start, on Aquaman. Start collecting Aquaman, no, dude. Fuck that. I, can't, I can't lower myself to that. <laughs> I think I might in, in, instead. I might just leave, get the uh, the Harley Quinn standalone comic because mm. that's I think that's on issue two now. Yeah. So I think I'll uh, I'll do because Harley Quinn's in Suicide Squad. She's one of the characters in that. Uh, so I might just jump on to get in the, the Harley Quinn standalone <laughs> book instead, and hope they don't cancel that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Well, I'm. <laughs> Put the pre-order in for Serenity Leaves on the Wind. Mm, that yeah, that yeah. launches tomorrow, which is well, the 29th, so on the Friday that this is released, it'll have been, been out. So hopefully that'll come through, and I'll do a review of that for the next episode, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I, I'm still waiting on um, issue two, the Sandman Prelude, because the first one came out in December. Mm. This one's been put back to, like, it's April now. Oh, okay. Put back to. I was going to say, wasn't that due out? Well, yeah, it was due, yeah, yeah. It was due out. Like now, yes. Um, but uh, apparently, it's down to printing issues. That, well, no, it's not even printing issues. It, it was down to writing issues. Neil Gaiman's oh. apologised because it's they did a six-month book tour for um, Ocean. Sure, Ocean, Ocean at the yeah. end of the lane, uh, <laughs> and fortunately, the milk. So he's been busy doing that, and as a result, didn't get the scripts done in time. So no, because his hands so knackered from signing the autograph. <laughs> Indeed, yes. True. So it's all our fault, really. We've been we've been keeping him busy on tour. <laughs> we have no one to blame no but ourselves. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so that that should hopefully be coming out soon. But yeah, so well, what other titles was it? They got canned. Was it Nightwing? Yeah, Nightwing got canned. Uh, Justice League of America is being replaced by another Justice League title. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was reading that. Yeah, Superman Unchained got canned as well. Yeah. Yeah, but they're bringing us Batman Eternal. 
Aquaman and the others. <laughs> Woo! Aquaman and Fucking the others. Fucking Aquaman. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So bad luck, dude. That's like another title. That I know. Got it, into it, but, and I, I don't even have all of them yet because because I started at like issue twenty something. I'm still trying to get hold of the early issues before I even read it all. So it's finishing before I've actually managed to collect them all. It's fucking sucky. That's annoying. But um, no, you know, on on the subject of Justice League and stuff, have you seen the um, the news about is it Gal Gadot, the woman who's doing Wonder Woman in the Batman versus Superman? Yeah. So she's apparently signed up for a three picture deal. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm guessing that they've got because they'll have to do. Batman vs Superman, which also has Wonder Woman, so that's like half Justice League right there. So I'm guessing that they might only need to. It's do also going to have the Flash as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, oh, is he in the film? He's going to be in the film. They want oh, to get right. the guy. The guy who's playing him in the TV series. Yeah. They want him in the film. All right. Okay. Well. So the one who's straight, playing right. Flash in the Arrow. Yeah, and Flash because yeah. he's got his own series. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because yeah, they're spinning him off because they did his Genesis yeah. in Arrow, yeah, right. and yes. then they're spinning that off into his own show. Right, because he's in Central City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he was the. For those of you who don't know, he, he, he appeared a couple of episodes into season two. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then got hit by lightning and stuff. In when Star Labs went boom. Yeah, when the particle accelerator sort yeah. of yeah. got turned on. And so, yeah, he's he's <coughs> in Arrow at the moment. I think he's still in hospital recovering. And he is, up. yeah, he's currently in a coma. Yeah. yeah. And so that will be, when he gets up, then that will be the start of The Flash. The Flash. Yeah, and The Huntress is coming back to Arrow as well mm. this season. Which we but it, just, it seems, looking at watching Arrow at the moment, it just seems like absolutely everybody in it is suddenly a superhero now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, the, the, a bit... His sister's boyfriend, dude. He's now been injected and gone, like hulked out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and he's going to die because well, he needs he's to, somebody has to. Die, but he's not going to die because apparently the season yeah. is revolving a lot around him and his relationship with Arrow and stuff. Uh, so it's how he always plays rocket, isn't it? Yeah. So and then you guys, of course, you know that everybody's waiting for. Uh, What's her face, the lawyer, to turn into Black Canary? But she won't. But she won't because Black Canary her is sister, sister is Black Canary. Black Cat, isn't it? Is that not Black Cat? No, that's Black Canary. Sam, was it? Yeah, Black Canary. Okay. Yeah. Black Cat, Spider Man. Is it? Am yes. I getting my mythos is mixed? You are. You are. <laughs> I'm mixing my mythos, dude. <laughs> what, what, can are? I do? what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not here, it's infection. The leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Black Canary. Black Canary was meant to be Laurel Lance. Right, yes. Yes, but it is. in Arrow, it's not. It's, it's Laurel's sister. sister. Right, yeah. okay. So she's already been in it a few times this season. Yeah. Well, have you seen the most recent one with uh, kind of all the flashbacky stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And the. Rev- yeah. And uh, everybody's kind of still debating the future of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's already been picked up for a full season two, so there's not. Then, uh, I think a couple of people were being a bit premature the other day posting stuff saying, oh, it's being cancelled. Like, it, it's not. The headline said, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cancelled, but there was a question, was a question mark, mark in it. Mark. Indeed. And no one saw the question mark. Yeah, Everyone's like, yeah. everyone like going, it's been cancelled. Oh my God, I was like, no, read the no, fucking article. It, it hasn't been cancelled. Yeah. Read it, beyond the byline, please. Yeah. They've already got two seasons paid yeah. for. Because yeah. I mean, Marvel be funneling cash into that. Yeah. So there, there's no way they're going to let it fall at this point, especially not as it seems to be... No, but they will have to seriously two. pull I mean, their finger The, the only thing the guys have said is that they admitted that the reaction has been disappointing. Yeah. They wanted more from it and they, they were... 
quite surprised it was disappointing, but I actually think the last two episodes, Seeds in particular, mm. was really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, and like, you know, it has been disappointing. I've liked a few episodes. I Spy was a great one as well. But Seeds was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. And that was the point where I was like, okay, maybe it's turned the corner. Which it has to do. Because um, they've announced that Deathlock is going to be Indeed, a big have, enemy yes. for it as well, haven't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, they've announced Deathlock as a major character now. So that should be pretty cool. And then also Jamie Alexander turning up as Sif. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet, but it that's will be. episode fourteen, I think that's due to occur. Yeah, I think a lot of you, a lot of US shows are going on break at the moment. Yes, they're still on the kind of Christmas hiatus. Yeah, and they're going on with a break until after the Olympics as well for yeah. some of them, because the blacklist is now off until after the Olympics. Well, there was just one. There was one last night, yeah. but then the next one isn't until like end of Feb. Which sucks because it's so frustrating yeah. when she has to get broken up by that. They should sort scheduling out to, to, to fit in with it properly. Though. Yeah, but it's like it's also award season, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, February, March. Yeah, because yeah. we've had what, have we had the Golden Globes already? Yeah, yeah the Golden Globes. <coughs> Jennifer Lawrence won. Indeed, yep. indeed. I don't think she'll get the Oscar this year. I think the the last from Toby as a Slave has picked up the Screen Actors Guild mm. and the Critics Choice Award. So I think she might she might get those. Mm. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle was brilliant, though. I still not seen that one. And Wolf of Wall Street, I saw that recently too. Mm. That's I was actually going to say because I, I, I knew you'd mentioned that you'd seen it, but yeah. uh, it's it's one that actually looks pretty, pretty cool. It's it is really good. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's hilarious as well. It's like it's like a comedy. It's like Scorsese does a comedy film. It's <laughs> brilliant. I don't think it's meant. It's to not be meant funny. to be. No, it wasn't meant. <laughs> and to I be. know there's been a lot of complaints about it because it glamorizes the lifestyle, but there's no consequence. There's no payoff. Yeah. For for the actions that the uh, yeah, DiCaprio's character goes through and does, but the kind the kind of is, but it does make it it does glamorize it more than. Give a give a moral story. But I didn't didn't really care about that at all. It was fucking brilliant. Read an interview with Jonah Hill somewhere saying that he did it for something like sixteen thousand dollars. I think he did it for thirty-two. Thirty-two. Something like that. He did it for because it was such a good script. No, because they didn't want him. They didn't want him in it. He he did it, and he said, "Just offer me the minimum amount that you have to contractually offer me to be in a movie, and I'll do it for the chance to work with you." So they did that, and he got the job, and he's brilliant. Yeah, and well, he's up for an Oscar for it, yeah. as his best supporting actor. He's brilliant. I, again, I don't think he'll win it. No, but, uh, probably but, not, but I, you know, I, I find it bizarre that you know, I said, like Leonardo DiCaprio was around $15 million or something for that, and then he's come up with $32,000, yeah. and he's up for an he Oscar was, for it. Yeah, he's really good, yeah. yeah. He was brilliant, though, to be fair to him. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Oscars. I, I'm... Really not. You're reserved. Anymore. No. Well, I, uh, you used to. You used I, to watch it. Stay I, up and watch I know, it. Really I know. I used to stay up and watch like, it every year uh, and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I think last year was was my kind of breaking point because it was pretty much everything that was up for Oscars I hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, and this year, I've seen quite a few of them this year, but I just I, I don't feel invested in them anymore. I think it was. Uh, posting it was on Miles Hunt from the Wonder Stuff on Facebook. He was talking about it, and I kind of said, "Well, you know." I used to love the spectacle of it, but now I kind of feel like we don't need people to tell us what is good art anymore. I'd go the other way. I would say just like the sheer amount of films out there that are utter shite and just 
remakes and sequels. We kind Mm. of do need someone to go, guys, come on, we can do better than this when it comes to making art and making films and making music. I suppose, but I just, uh, I I was of the opinion that because the films that I have really enjoyed over the year are not in there. No, true. But then the the Academy was never really give those sort of films the nod anyway. Well, no, indeed. That's that's the problem is that they, that they don't. But that could change to... this year. Well, it could. With I, so I, yeah. yeah, I think that could actually win the directors. I award. think it could, and that will be groundbreaking. You know, it will be sci-fi and genre actually getting some kind yeah. of recognition because he which up... it previously only gets in technical categories. Yeah, because he picked up the uh, Directors Guild of America yeah. award for best director yeah. for Gravity. So I. I I'd like to see him do it. I, I would love to see it, and I'll be very, very happy if he does get yeah. it. it. It will kind of renew my faith in it a little bit, I yeah. guess. I've just kind of become a bit jaded that it is only in technical categories yeah. that sci-fi and genre films tend to yeah. excel. But, but having seen uh, American Hustle, Wolf of Wall Street, and Gravity, I would say that that probably was the best directed film. Mm. The direction of that is great. Um, I don't think it's the best film of the three. Mm. I'd probably give it to Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. But I think Toby as a Slave is going to win it. I haven't seen that yet. I'm, I want to, but I keep putting it off because I'm kind of nervous to see it. Yeah, I, I have no particular interest in watching it. Mm, I just like watching films. <laughs> so. I like watching films too, but yeah, it, sometimes I have to be kind of persuaded into watching a film that doesn't immediately go, hey, watch me. Yeah, that, sure. I finally got around to watching Argo the other day, and that was stunningly good. I, 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 mean, I, I kind of really didn't have any clue what it was about going into it all I knew was it was Ben Affleck and something to do with spies Uh, and then the story of it is actually fabulous I I had no idea this actually happened that you know they they basically I don't know if you know the story of it CIA uh, in order to get people out of hostage crisis uh, fabricated a Hollywood movie yes as an escape strategy yeah Yeah, I I knew about the story yeah Yeah. I, I totally didn't at all it's something that I'd never heard of and so I watched it and I was a bit like Really? That's the plot? But yeah, I mean, that was really cool. I really enjoyed watching that. It's very well done. So yeah, sometimes it takes me a while to get round to these films. Well, I would recommend all three of those. Okay, I I will probably do it, because we we finally watched Pacific Rim the other night. (coughs) 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 Yes. Which was awesome. I loved it. I still haven't seen it, to be honest. That's why it it wasn't in my best best list last week. It was a good film it was exactly for what, what it, it was. Said on the it, yeah, it was a good film for what it was, but it was a load of shit. Yeah, but of it, it was. was a really, really it was a, good. Yeah, it was a really, really, really good piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what it said on the tin. It was oh, yeah. giant, monsters giant, and robots. Giant, yeah, yeah, monsters, robots. <laughs> that was it. Curse, smash, yeah. uh, angst. Bit of bit of tech idea <laughs> thrown in there. <laughs> A little bit of characterization, not much, but a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> me, 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 smack, yeah. <laughs> smack, yeah. smash. Yes. So it was, it was pretty good. Cool. Uh, but then we watched a very random one called <laughs> <laughs> "Sexy Evil Genius." That was brilliant. I loved that. Have you heard of this? I've never. Heard I of thought it. it was genius. Apparently, it went straight to video. I'm not surprised. And we found it on Netflix. But <laughs> no, it was brilliant. It's Seth Green. Um, ah, oh, what's her name from? Battlestar Galactica, Starbuck. Starbuck. Yes. Katie Sackhoff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Dawn from Yeah, uh, yeah Dawn from Buffy. <laughs> yeah. And she's pretty, she's pretty hot now. Harold Perrineau from Lost and The Matrix, etc. Yep. Uh, and was it William Baldwin? 
It was, was William Baldwin. Baldwin. No, Alec Baldwin. No, it wasn't Alec. No, no, was no. It, I think it, it was must have been William then. It was definitely one of the Baldwin. One of the Baldwin brothers. It, it was, right. Alec. It was, it was Alec, Alec Baldwin. And it's about Katie Sackhoff. And like she invites basically a bunch of her ex-partners to a meal. And then they're all kind of wondering why. And it's just, it, it's absolute genius. It's all set in a bar. Just sat around a table like we are. And the script is genius. It, there's no big, amazing, wonderful stuff. They're all just sat around the bar. And it's all about kind of why she's invited them all out for dinner. Cool. Okay. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, US or UK? I think or, it was US. Or was it in the film? I think it was, I think it was US Netflix. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's how that was. Okay. Yeah, I've got a feeling it was US Netflix. It was rated R, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, US Netflix. But watch it, man. It, okay. it, it was, was made it was, last year. It was really entertaining. And it's already on Netflix. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's it. it went straight to DVD. <laughs> But it's, it's actually really good. I'll have to check it out. It's one of those films that you just kind of go, oh, I'll give it a go. And then you watch it and think, that was fucking awesome. I've just discovered the um, option on Netflix to add films to a list. Yes. So watch yeah, yeah. yeah, you can create lists. Create lists. You want to watch. Oh, yeah, your own wish list. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going through just like trying to remember where I'd send films to go back to it. Mm. Now I found this list yeah. feature. Now you've got a list feature. Yeah. Add it there. Watch it later. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've got major pain on there. Yes, yeah. Which is a which is a great one. That's UK Netflix, not US. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, so yeah. <laughs> that was just, it, How did we get there? We got that from comics, didn't we? Yes. So that that was random Fire film, film yeah, find of the week. Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 out there, I would heartily recommend you watch Sexy Evil Genius. And the most bizarre thing was right at the end of the night, I went on to IMDb. If you saw the picture that I posted. IMDb to look up some information about the film and there it says uh, people, people who like, like this, this also liked Pacific Rim, Rim. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're two completely different genres two completely like, different what more can you say <laughs> there's no similarities whatsoever <laughs> between them absolutely nothing in common it's fucking random <laughs> that's pretty cool so yeah that's right. that was from comics yeah okay so good comics for that cool okay next piece of news what do we do next? Well, she did Doctor's costume. Doctor's costume. It's yeah. pretty fucking dashing. Mm. Oh, I, think it is, I think yeah, it's great. Awesome. I think it's it, it's kind of very classic. Yeah. It's kind of John Pertwee without the frills. Yeah. I think he kind of looks a bit like um, Moriarty from Sherlock. <laughs> he he looks like a bit. he looks like a Moriarty character to me. I'm just trying to figure out is it, is it a waistcoat or Sherlock I'll fucking kill you is it a waistcoat or is it a cardigan can't tell from this picture I think it's I think it's a cardigan I think it's I hope it's a cardigan I think that's pretty cool could I, be a waistcoat so look, looking at it it's kind of like the stuff I wear most of the time anyway so I'm really happy with it as a cosplay. yes you can cosplay it you just have to you know, <laughs> it's like yeah okay so stop dyeing your hair for it so I've still got 17 odd years to be the doctor because <laughs> I wear shit like that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing Doc Martin beats as well. Yeah, indeed, Which is brilliant. Mind you, I haven't worn Doc Martin since I was like a teenager. Oh, I still wear my DMs. <laughs> See, I just couldn't be asked going through the breaking the bin phase. That's again. the most painful process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wear shoes that don't physically eat my feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my heels have actually fully recovered from yeah. breaking docks in, in the past. No, I had a pair of. Uh, DMs and I worked at the cinema and they lasted for about eight years till they finally gave up the ghost. These guys, I've had these for a year and they're perfect next still. Mm. I love them. I've kind of got, uh, I've ended up forming another random tradition of mine that I only buy shoes when I'm on holiday. 
<laughs> I don't know how it came about, but it just started. The, <laughs> oh, I've worn my shoes out from work. Fuck it, I need a new pair. I've got the time now, whilst I'm on holiday, to purchase a new pair. It must be, but yeah, they, they always end up being like dropped off in a hotel room somewhere. Uh, <clears> so yeah, these ones I bought when I was in uh, Florida, like a year and a half ago. What that was when I retired my New York sketches. <laughs> <laughs> what you ought to do is tie the laces and throw them over the telegraph wires yeah. and you know, that's my fucking hues in New well, York well apparently that's a, a sign of a, a drug dealing district oh there's all sorts of bullshit <laughs> rumours really? about that apparently um, so, they're, they're, yeah. or, or somebody's died or somebody's yeah. left or like, there, there's hundreds and hundreds of rumours for that a drunk person threw shoes <laughs> up there yeah <laughs> Pretty much. A, a drunk uh, person? Really? They have to knock the, the laces more, together. Yeah, so I, don't, the, the, I don't get that. They're drunk. <laughs> no, it's they've got drunk and somebody's nicked their shoes, tied the laces together and thrown it up over a thing. <laughs> Would be more normally the case. But yes, so I, I, I like the costume. Because I, uh, I was watching... Uh, I saw the picture of, uh, online a couple of weeks ago that's basically him in like a nightshirt running yeah. around, which seems a bit odd. It's obviously a story behind that. There will be, yeah. yeah. Be, possibly in the kind of bedtime. same vein as the David Tennant in his pyjamas on the Christmas episode yeah. type yeah. thing. So uh, I guess it'll be just he's in that and then chooses his new costume and goes from there. Yeah, because Matt Smith ran around for a while in David Tennant's costume. Yeah, his yeah first for that episode. episode. So, uh, yes. I mean, they, they tend to do that. They yeah. tend to do an episode in the previous person's costume and then figure out their own... Yeah. <coughs> Because I think I remember that Peter Davison won uh, his first episode. is basically him wandering around the TARDIS and he unravels Tom Baker's scarf. Yeah. <laughs> he spends ages trying to find a costume. Yeah. Is that Logopolis? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Oh, Castrovalva. Castrovalva Castro- is the... Yeah, it's his first one. His Logopolis first one was, was where Tom Baker's last, Tom Baker's one. last yeah. one. Right, next. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, that was just very quick, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, 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 I like the costume. I think so. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Do, when, when is it going to air, do we know? Is, are we having to wait for a Christmas special and then... No, I think it's, I think it's going to be it's April. It's going to be May. April, May, I think. Apparently, talking about Christmas, apparently the Christmas day plan for BBC this year is to go Doctor Who Christmas special, Sherlock season four, episode one. Ooh. Okay. Apparently it's coming back this year. That'd be good. It would. Well, there's a two-year wait again. Yeah. So they've got to get old Benny and Martin Freeman doing as much as possible, haven't they? Before they age too much. Yes. There's always that risk. Not before they become too big, big film stars. Yeah, he's in fucking everything. I keep seeing him in trailers. Every time I go to the cinema, he's in a new film. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. But yeah. Looking forward to uh, the Monument Men. That's, that's out on Valentine's Day, February the fourteenth. That is George Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray. And it's the guys going uh, behind the lines in Germany during the Second World War to save all the artwork. Okay. Because it was the Nero Edict, mm-hmm. where the Germans would just go around and burn all the, yes. their artwork. So these guys are going to save it. It looks like a mix, a dramedy, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. A com- comedy or an drama. action comedy. Yeah. But it's Bill Murray. He's the Don. So, yeah. Still waiting to see whether... Ghostbusters 3 is occurring. Mm. I don't think it is. No, no, I'm fairly sure they said that they had the script for it fairly recently. Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman. I think it's one of those ideas that sounds great on paper. Mm. Did you ever play the uh, the game, the Ghostbusters game that was supposedly Ghostbusters 3? No. 
No. Oh, okay. It was it was released a few years ago because it's all of the original actors doing the voiceovers in the game. The only Ghostbusters game I played is on the old Spectrum. Ah, yes, the classic one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where you had to line the guys up when you got to the hotel. Yeah. The hotel would flash. You had to get there. You had to the get car. to the hotel before it stopped flashing. flashing. Yeah. Get the ghost, and you had to line the guys up and then shoot. Yeah. But once you'd lined them up and fired, you couldn't then move them afterwards. You just had to get in position. And you had to put the trap in the, the right trap place. Out. Yeah. 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 <coughs> and then yes. fire the last guy. Yeah. I remember that. It was an awesome game. It was an awesome game. It just got mental later on when you had to upgrade everything and uh, then like every fucking building flashing and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, and you got the you got the gatekeeper and the keymaster. Keymaster sort of like yeah. walking around the city as yeah. well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool game. The graphics were awful. <laughs> they were on a fucking spectrum, dude. It was a tape-loaded game. Of course, the graphics were shit. <laughs> but, yeah, still, hours of fun playing that. Yeah. Although probably only like 30 minutes, in hindsight. Yes, because really it took three hours to load the game. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, the games would be over pretty quickly, and then you had to reload them. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, just like... Oh, I used to love loading up tape games. That game and Dizzy. Dizzy was my favourites. Treasure Island Dizzy. Yeah. That was one of my favourites. Good old Coldmasters. Yeah. Oh, reminiscing. Two ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. You get your pocket money. You yeah, buy some budget games. Yeah. You go out and buy your budget games. We would never paid for any of our games for that. My dad used you to bastard. no, because my dad you used to rip them all at work. Single-handedly responsible um, for the downfall of the gaming, gaming industry. You, in the it UK. was it was using you <laughs> using using military copying devices. <laughs> they all the Americans used to bring in their games, and all the Brits and Canadians used to fucking rip it all using military fucking copying software <laughs> or hardware. Sorry. See, knowing you, I'd have thought you'd have actually like memorised the noises and just sat and made them into a microphone and then played it back. That's <laughs> 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 a good sound player. Okay, other news. Got here, Guy Ritchie developing six King Arthur films. Yeah, it's like six. What the hell? Yeah, six. six. Apparently based on uh, the original eight books of La Morte d'Arthur. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that could be interesting, or it could, <laughs> it could end up in development hell. <laughs> I have no idea at this Yeah, stage. well, the digital spy report pretty much goes through, like, all the attempts at King Arthur films recently, and all of them have gone through development hell yeah. and, and not come to, to the big screen. Um, I, I think the last Epic. King Arthur film that made it to big screen was the Clive Owen one, wasn't it? And that was, That's the last one I could remember. Yeah, well, I was that wasn't about really on. King Arthur. Really, and it was. Yeah. When I was thinking about it earlier on, I was thinking, what was the last one? Was yeah, it Arthur? I think that's the last think one that's the last I can one. think yeah. of was King Arthur, and that was the, the Clive Owen one, was about 2005, something like that. I think it was around that time, because I was working at the cinema at the time it was out. So I dressed up in chainmail for the day. <laughs> Any excuse, eh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed in chainmail so many times <laughs> working at the cinema. It's a vaguely medieval film. <laughs> to the chainmail. <laughs> Get the chainmail on. <laughs> Let me punch your chicken with my broadsword. <laughs> uh, I, had, uh, I had a nice lap sword as well. So, yeah. I was fucking, any excuse to dress up for the cinema, I fucking did it. Absolutely. I was Never had to be asked. At the, uh, in the pubs and clubs I used to work in. Like, an excuse to dress up. Marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the guns out. Remember when they had Hulk, when that came out, for the, the uh, Ang Lee one, I painted myself green, head to toe, and wore cut-off shorts and a ripped white shirt. 
and gone to a fight with the Nando's chicken next door. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so that's like me as the Hulk and the chicken just brawling like Peter Griffin style. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a totally Brilliant. And I lost a bet to that guy as well. So later on, I ended up wearing the, the Nando's chicken suit myself because <laughs> I lost a I lost a bet, but yeah, it was all worth it. <laughs> sort of good promo. Please stuff. tell me there's a video. I would love it. I wish there was that Nando's chicken. That'd be <laughs> fucking amazing. There's pictures of me in the chicken suit. I'm not sure if it'll go anything for the the fight. But it was all it was all staged. <laughs> that would yeah. be genius. I would love to see that. <laughs> Gotta try and track them down. <laughs> Stuff we did back in the day. Yeah. Working at the cinema. But hey, it's all good fun. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know whether this Arthurian thing will take off. I'm not even really sure if Guy Ritchie's the person I would want doing a six film <laughs> King Arthur epic. <laughs> no, not at all. I'd give it to the guy who did Thor 2, personally. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be pretty good. Um... Yeah. I think he's the guy who directed the Blackwater episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes, so. I think he is, yeah. So yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, so there we there's, go. There's really yeah, there's really not a lot we can say about at this point. It just it just struck me as bizarre that they're they're signing a six film deal to make a King Arthur thing and like in in this day and age where stuff is struggling to get greenlit, of all the things you could green like a Indeed. film version of King Arthur is yeah. It's kinda weird. It it's very weird. I mean, yeah, I, I can I can see why, you know, people would put money behind <clears throat> stuff like, you know, Percy Jackson or Harry Potter as a series of books, but yeah. La Mort d'Artour <laughs> it's not exactly cutting edge, is Arthur it? the embryo. <laughs> Arthur the toddler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> of course, the other director who's been busy is Kevin Smith. Indeed, yeah. That was, yeah, very interesting that he's he's gone from a couple of years ago saying, that's it, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. retiring, to I might just do One. Clerks 3. Because his hockey yeah. film was going to be his last That was, film. yeah, the two-film hockey thing. Has, has that even come to fruition? That... Last I heard, that was going to be a TV show. He's right. going to serialise that for a television series. Okay. I'm not sure whether that's still the case. Um, but yeah. But then he sort of said, well, I'm not doing that as a film anymore, so I'll, I'll do Clerks 3. Yes. And and that'll be it. Then then I'm done. And then he's put on another two since then, I think. Yeah. And then this idea of a horror anthology, which is... Based on uh, Christmas stories. Yeah, well, it, it's apparently based on uh, Krampus. Krampus. Yeah, which is a Scandinavian... Kid-eating Christmas creature. Child-eating Christmas beast. Yeah. Uh, and they're apparently doing a creep show, which if you... Uh, have you seen Creep Show? No. It's like an 80s horror anthology film. No. Yes. It's just, yeah, I think no, it's Stephen King produced... Uh, it wasn't a like, film, it was a series, wasn't it? Uh, or, or, no, 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 no. Tales from the Crypt was a series. Yeah, there was, there was a... Was but it just Creep one? Show, uh, Creep Show one? was just four oh, stories no, I, I, I don't think film. He's, I don't think he's doing Creep Show. No, 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 he's doing an <laughs> anthology film, which is four different stories in one film. Oh yeah, that's the, that's the Christmas one, that's, that's yeah. Comes the Krampus. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah, no, so that's what I mean. Is, is, yeah, it's kind of like what Creepshow was, which is um, what um, the H.P. Lovecraft film Necronomicon was which was three I think that was three horror stories loosely bound together right, yeah. with the thing that it was HP Lovecraft reading the Necronomicon in a basement somewhere and coming up with these stories. 
so yeah, it, it, it's kind of like that. There will be a, a, a framing device that holds together four different stories. Yeah. Which would be quite cool. I mean, I, well, I'd love to I, see a stake yeah, of it. I will be intrigued to see it, but yeah, apparently they've got the script done for it, so... Is he touring this year? He's always touring. I don't think he ever stops. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> he constantly travels around and does the podcasts wherever he goes. Is he coming here? He's coming to the UK? Well, I don't know, because that's when we saw him. We saw him doing um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old at Hammersmith Apollo. I'm just going to quickly do a quick Google. Hammersmith <laughs> Tour 2014, UK Tour 2014. La, 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 la. Computer says no. Generally, the best thing to do is to just listen to any one of his podcasts and yeah. he pimps everything he's doing for the next year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that for later. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good at self-promotion. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's very good at this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's you know he's gone from making a couple of films to having this kind of weird weekly empire of of podcasts, which is uh, Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Yeah. Which is amazing, you know. He's, just, he's got a hell of a lot of people working for him and doing podcasts every week, so fair play to the man. I used to listen to his podcast whilst I was doing my assignments and my degree. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. He had Kelly Carlin on one episode. Cool. I, I followed her because of the result of the episode and she tweeted me back and we, we shared a moment where we both like, got admitted to how emotional I got listening to that episode because she was talking about her father, obviously, yeah. and George Carlin and... Kevin Smith obviously had history from James Island Barber before that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of the last things George Carlin did was give Kevin a present of the director's chair that he'd got from working on James Island Barber. Right. And it made made Kev break down on air, and then, yeah, Kelly Carlin broke down as well, and I just listened to that, and I broke down too. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to happen quite a lot in Kevin Smith's <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Quite a lot of them are uh, happy, silly, fun, and then he'll do one like every one every once in a while where he just cries for an entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's just so good at this this whole podcast thing. He's just he's just good at speaking. Yeah, he's like Neil Gaiman. He's one of those people you could just sit and just listen to them speaking all day and just never get bored. It's true. Absolutely true. Fair play. Keep keep on cranking them out, sir. Then genius. I'm sure he appreciates my support. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure he I'm sure listens to the show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, what, what else have we got? Well, I watched the Royal Rumble the other night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't, but I was awake watching you all talking about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw quite a few feeds going. What the hell? Oh, I woke no. up at like three, three in the morning. Well, I, I wasn't, think it was. wasn't mine because I, I, I had a friend no, message, me, message me saying no spoilers. I'm not going to watch it. So I was like, oh yeah, don't worry. I won't put any spoilers on my Facebook. So I didn't. And I spoke to him today, and I was just like, have you seen it yet? He was like, yeah. I was like, good. <laughs> No. Couldn't hold it back. Because I woke up at like three in the morning with like half my face on fire and I went and sat downstairs. I was just on my computer and I was just watching all you like going like smileys and gurus and arrogs and yeah, what I, the fucks and there's, there's a few what the fucks on Twitter. <laughs> there was but I, yeah. I stayed off I stayed off Facebook with it. But yeah. So go um, on. <laughs> well The floor is yours, sir. It all goes back a couple of years. It all goes back to 
2011 and CM Punk's Pipe Bomb promo. He was coming up to the end of his contract and he was really not happy and he was thinking of leaving. And essentially, they used to give him scripts for the promos that he would record and shoot. But one day they they just said, look, just, just speak your mind. Say what you want to say. So he went out and he did to the point that he broke Kofabi and he broke the fourth wall and did everything that he's not meant to do but he cut one of the best promos that's ever been cut on WWE TV and that kind of sort of like got the internet wrestling community back into the product again and there's this other wrestler called Daniel Bryan he was just the most over wrestler on any promotion ever at the moment his his trademark chance is getting picked up on different sort of sports organisations uh, like I forget the, the football teams are not a big NFL fan but one of the one of the players for an NFL team recently did Daniel Bryant's yes chant as his victory celebration, and there was just like so much hype and so much presence for this guy. And he's one; of, he's a, a fantastic technical wrestler as well, but he doesn't fit <coughs> the mold. He's not yeah, giant bodybuilder, pure strength wrestler. He's he's a tiny guy, but he is just he's small, beardy, and he reminds me of Chris Benoit a lot. Okay. When he gets intense, he gets that sort of stage. And Chris Benoit is a sort of the name that is never spoken in WWE anymore. No, no. like even when he talked Royal Rumble, Chris Benoit was the last person to win it, entering at number one. They don't mention it. It's always Shawn Michaels coming at number one. They talk about it. never Chris Benoit, which is why I thought this year, with the fact that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are these two massive anti-authority figures in a storyline revolving around the heel authority of Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and, and those guys, I really thought CM Punk had a chance. Because what WWE needs right now is to be able to bring out another name other than Shawn Michaels for that number one spot. But he didn't get it, and I was pretty pissed at that. But not half as pissed as the universe were that Daniel Bryan wasn't even included in, in the, the Rumble match. match. Yeah. Um, I mean, he opened the show with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is this wrestler who is... A cross between Pacino from Cape Fear and anyone from Deliverance. He's just this hillbilly, <laughs> hillbilly cult leader, big bearded guy. Um, he was a another wrestler before that called Husky Harrison, but that that character didn't stick. And when he started with the the Wyatt character, he was still getting his old character's name chanced at him. Mm-hmm. But he is over now. He the, the, he is over with the crowd because he cuts delightfully bizarre and sinister promos I've not seen anyone do dark promos like him since Taker and Paul Bearer back in the day so him and Daniel Bryan opened the match they've had this feud where they inducted Bryan into the Wyatt family but then he turned on them after a couple of weeks that apparently that program was meant to go longer but because of the popularity of Bryan they they cut the program short Yeah. so anyway yeah that was the match of the night and it was the first match and I think everyone was expecting that because it was first, and because Brian lost, the way they like to do stuff in WWE is that like if they'd lose, they'll balance it out with a win. Mm. So they thought that he might be in the Rumble. Because mm-hmm. only 20 names were listed for it out of yeah. the 30 that compete. And it got to number 30. The crowd are chanting yes. Rey Mysterio's music hits. And Rey Mysterio is... And always will be a face. Yeah, of he course, is yeah, he's, he's awesome. And th- that's why th- this reaction just completely yeah. threw me. I have never heard him booed, ever. 
and he just got booed all the way to the stage. But to to be fair, the crowd had been booing everything from like number 22 onwards. They'd just been booing. And when Mysterio got eliminated, they cheered. Oh, I was just like, this is like, I just didn't <coughs> get it. But I kind of, I kind of think it's clever. Because I think what they're trying to do as well is Roman Reigns is this other guy that has been breaking away from his yeah, faction called The Shield. And the fact that it was down to Reigns and Batista at the end, and the crowd were cheering Roman Reigns. Okay. And he's the heel. Batista's the returning face after four years. And Reigns is the heel. And the crowd's just cheering everything he does. <laughs> that just sounds fucked up for you. Like, all compared. I think all the wrestling sites were saying it's probably the worst piece of booking in like the last 15 years. You know, they, they can't think of anything worse recently. Oh, I, I can. WrestleMania 20. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Goldberg versus Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty poor. But that was because they were both out of contract. They both didn't give a fuck. Indeed. <laughs> but, that was, but that was, yeah, but to be fair, that was them not giving a fuck. Yeah. This felt like it was the creative team not right. giving a yeah, fuck. Yeah, you know. it, this was the management not giving a fuck rather yeah. than the wrestlers. Um, so I, w- I watched Raw last night to find out what they were going to do, how they were going to go for it. And they just, they obviously did listen, but they they've played up to it because Triple H just walked the ring and everyone's booing him. He's like, oh, did somebody not get what they want? <laughs> and it's just, they played the heel brilliantly and like they've managed to save it because at the, as it sounds at the moment, Daniel Bryan will be in the Elimination Chamber match at Elimination Chamber for the title, but it'll be him with five others. So it looks like they are still burying him and if Triple H can do anything, it's bury a wrestler he doesn't like because... That was, that was always his thing. This would sell to a wrestler and bury them. Um, but I think Andy Bryant will get his moment back at some point. But yeah, the rage for the <coughs> Rumble was... Um, well, you all know with me, and anyone who listens to the show will know, and anyone who follows me on Twitter will know that I will rage at the drop of a hat about stuff, and then I will think about it, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> come back to it later, I have a much more considered opinion. Um, am I, no, consi- I, I have one word for you. Defiance. Well, Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but my opinion is that actually I'm not sure why they're burying Brian but I hope the payoff is worth it if it comes to WrestleMania 30 and Daniel Bryan doesn't get a victory against the authority of, of some note to give people some sort of cheer then it feels like it's been buried without reason mm. but I don't want to believe they're doing that I want to believe there is some more story behind this than we're letting on Yeah. Uh, but we'll see but I have calmed down a lot since the Rumble. I've never been impressed with the Rumble match. The last couple of years have been pretty weak um, because Batista won it. After a four-year absence, he comes back and wins the Rumble. We all knew he was going to. Yeah. Uh, it does seem a bit lame. But then again, you know, so it, it, I, mean, I was reading the other day about fucking Hulk Hogan coming back and just despairing. What? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. He's, well, TNA is going under. TNA is going <coughs> to fail any, any month soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah he's coming back for Wrestlemania 30 but he's not going to be wrestling because he's not medically cleared to wrestle because uh, Rowdy already... <laughs> well Piper still wrestles you know Piper's Piper was pushing for a tag match Piper and CM Punk versus Hogan and Cena because mm. those have been the two big rivalries Cena and Punk's rivalry has been amazing and I want to see that return um, but yeah I've the... not been watching is, is Cena heel at the moment Cena's face 
Alright, okay, yeah. so no, CM Punk's those, in the heel. No, CM Punk's face. Alright, okay. so they're just having a rivalry. No, they're not, no they're, not, they're not engaged at the moment. Oh, right, I thought you were saying Piper, that. Piper wants that. Right, okay, um, okay, I see. Cena should turn heel at some point because his character's getting stale. Mm. And the fact is, he comes to, every time he comes to the ring, he gets booed. He gets booed wherever he goes. I mean, okay, there's, there's half Let's Go Cena chance and there's half Cena sucks. But he is like the number one babyface in the company. Yeah. He shouldn't be getting booed. No. His character is just stale now at this point. And he still gives everything, but writing team needs to do something with it. But wrestlers like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, these sort of guys, Seth Rollins from The Shield as well, because he's a great wrestler, they they don't fit the picture. They're not yeah. the marketable face, which yeah. is what they're, what they're really going for. But yeah, the Rumble match hasn't had a surprise winner since 2012, in my opinion. Sheamus winning was a surprise. Mm. Um, but last year it was Cena, because oh, that was obvious, because The Rock had beaten CM Punk for yeah. the title, which we all knew was going to happen, and we all knew he was going to face Cena at the Rumble, at WrestleMania and give it back to him. Um, but I just don't like the idea of these old stars from the old eras taking the spot of wrestlers who are on the road 300 it days does, a year. It, it feels like they're just going, oh, he's coming back, right, well, we better do something to, to justify him coming back. Yeah. And, yeah Batista doesn't need the title. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need the title to beat WrestleMania. He doesn't need yeah. to be in the title match. He could have a rivalry with Lesnar, who's back. Yeah. The two of those would make a great match. Yeah, they're both Lesnar huge, both things. Big guys, you know. But then they're not the ones on the road putting all the work in mm. every day. Yeah. But... We'll see how it goes. I always get nervous at WrestleMania because it always inevitably lets me down. The Taker match is usually the highlight for me mm. every time. That's enough wrestling because like, he's chewing his beard like it's a Doctor Who conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> reaching for the knife, dude, I'm worried. Well, yeah, that's, that's me done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What have we got left? Uh, we've got a few things on here. A few tings. Stephen Fry. Oh God, yes, 24. Yeah. I, the reason I included <laughs> this is because obviously they're over here currently filming 24 Live Another Day. Yeah. Uh, apparently it starts in Eastern Europe and then comes to London. I don't know how much of it is in London. Quite a bit, I would imagine, if yeah. it comes under 24. Otherwise they're going to be spending half of it on a plane somewhere yeah. else. Um, <laughs> Particularly interesting. Maybe that's how they're getting around. You know, it'll only be twelve hours instead of twenty-four. It's like uh, twelve hours later. <laughs> um, but I, I'd seen the pictures of it. It just made me think exactly how cliched Britain do they want to make this? Because the picture I saw was an upside-down black cab with a Union Jack on the side of it, uh, next to a red phone box and a red post box. Was <laughs> there someone serving tea in the background? <laughs> and now they've put Stephen Fry as the Prime <laughs> Minister. It's just like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is Britain. <laughs> I have no idea how much other stereotypically British stuff they're going to try and crowbar into this. Show. Where is it? I don't know. We're in Edinburgh. Oh, London. <laughs> It's just, it struck me as, uh, uh, who do we get to do this with? Stephen Fry, he's like, he's in everything British now. He's British, he? yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised it's not better than Kovac, to be honest with you. Oh, God. But... I'm sure he'll be in it as something. <laughs> Wait and see, he'll be turning up as the main bad guy. 
It It was definitely not calm. In a a raincoat, bowler hat and an umbrella. (laughs) That's kind of what I expected. And and here are the British spies and they all have bowler hats and umbrellas. Umbrellas, suitcases. It's the Thompson twins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just couldn't get over how kind of stereotypically British it was just from a couple of pictures <laughs> and that's just a couple of kind of on set pictures I, I, I dread to think what the actual final thing's going to look like does it always rain in the UK <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they've been in Los Angeles for like seven seasons and now it's raining <laughs> for the whole fucking thing yeah it's the, it's the Americans going, you gave us Doctor Who, here, have a 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gave us Doctor Who, have Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Please. Hey, no fair. Uh, he tried to palm us off with Robert Downey Jr. as well. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, it just, yeah, that, that, that just struck me as amusing looking at the pictures. I mean, it, I'd be interested to see what they do with it, and it's due out, I think it's May, it's, May yeah. it's due to come out. So it's a fairly sharp turnaround if they're only filming it now. Yeah. And it's due out in May. So it just makes me wonder how much of it is going to be set in London and how much of it is. So is, is it a full 24 episodes? Or no, it's 12. 12. 12. It's 12 episodes. It's, it, <coughs> instead of them doing a, a movie, because they were going to do a movie and then they couldn't make it happen because of Kiefer Sutherland doing Touch, was it? The TV series, I believe. Uh, so, I don't know what they're called. I think it was Touch because Believe's the Abrams one, isn't it? Yeah. Which I still haven't seen. I, I haven't either. No, me either. Um, but but th- didn't Touch get cancelled? I think it did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's 24. Yeah. Now nah, it makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of scheduling conflicts, I think, and then it, it finally turned out that they'd do this kind of 12 episode mini thing. Um, and then there's a possibility that they're going to do something else in the future as well. I was talking with Emma about this the other day, because uh, we we watching the first episode of uh, True Detectives. Uh, do you heard of that? No. You have. You sat and watched episode one with me. True <laughs> Detectives? <laughs> True Detective, yeah. That one with Matthew McConaughey and um, Woody Harrelson. How is it? You can remember the most... Set in the 1970s. <laughs> you can yeah. remember the most bizarre... Yes. Bullshit sounding cartoons anyone's ever heard of, but you can't remember a show you actually watched with Spindles. <laughs> like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. There's reasons, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's called True Detective. It's taking place over uh, a period of, like, 17, 17 years, years or something like that. Uh, and so it's, it's cutting between kind of past and present. The present being, what we're trying to work out, the present is currently now, and we think it's taking place in the mid-'80s. Um, it, it's, it's stating that it's 93, but from the tech, from the tech and what they've, they've got, got in the background, it it's, kind of it's mid-'80s. Sort of 83 to 86. So they're using like actual typewriters instead of computers and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. It, so. e- even, even if it was uh, sort of post 86, they would have had electronic typewriters. Yeah. Like Can- Canon had mass produced electronic <laughs> typewriters. So we, we had some issues with the authenticity of it, let's say. Yes. But what, the, the point of it that we're getting to is that 
they seem to be very America seems very much now to be trying to take the Scandinavian crime influence into the shows, stuff yeah. like mm. killing and things like that. Yeah. And, and they're, they're making things. very bleak, very hard hitting uh, crime drama now, which I think is why we're currently enjoying crime drama a lot more than yeah. everything else, because it's being really well written and well produced. And apparently the story with this, as I only found out today, is that they're all, they're going to do a second season, but they're going to wrap this whole thing up in 12 episodes, and the next season is going to be a different story with the same actors doing different characters in the same way American Horror Story happens. Okay, cool. So it's going to be a different story every season with different characters played by the same people. Okay. That's interesting. Which is kind that of That is cool. an interesting concept. Yeah, well, so that's what, that's what American Horror Story is, because uh, American Horror Story, the first one was a ghost story, then it was Asylum, now it's Coven. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've not watched any of Coven yet. I, mean, I, I kind of get to the point of waiting till it's finished, sit and watch the whole thing in one day, and then feel really depressed for a day, because it's, <laughs> it's some of the most dark TV I've ever seen in my life. Oh, oh that was... I, I watched Winter's Bone the other day to my dark TV. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dark. I watched that. It's taken me like three years to watch it because every time I see Winter's Bone, we have a poster here at work of the Winter's Bone poster. Mm. I always think of the cold open from Dana Carvey's SNL back yeah. in 2011 where they do the Wayne's World sketch and they take the piss out of Winter's Bone. Well, they made the obvious bone innuendo joke. Yeah. Mm. So I've never, I've never, <coughs> I've never watched it because I always think of that. I watched it, wasn't sure what to expect, did not expect what I saw. <laughs> that is It's pretty bleak. bleak. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the road, but even less fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's bleak, but obviously Jennifer Lawrence so I'm always going to watch it eventually. But she was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I had to find something funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, so Punching I'm... yourself in the face at the end of that is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watched him mention afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that kind of, it's a fantastic uh, film, but it is fucking I mean, it, it, it's, bleak. It's absolutely brilliant, but yeah, it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's not to be taken lightheartedly. <laughs> no, that killed my mood. You, you really need to good. Hug after the end of that. Film. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm going to bed with my teddy bear. <laughs> I need a hug now. Yeah, yeah. Come here, goldfish. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I, there's a lot of good interesting tv that's taking uh, some very new formulas which is this 12 episode run and then yeah. shuffle around the characters and have different storylines and they all seem to be getting pretty dark and i like it because i mean th- this uh this current run of true detective it's 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 a murder uh, but it's got some kind of ritualistic aspects to mm. it and then it happens it's obviously a serial killer that's going on for like 17 years or whatever it is um, so yet to even see what the whole plot line is because we're only three episodes in mm. but it's very cool I think we said before though that the, the short season formula seems to work yeah. it, it works for HBO and it works for Netflix definitely and it's, it's working very well now getting some very big name movie actors in TV shows it is. and I think that, that's where this came from Was I think Kiefer Sutherland was the first one to really break that mould because he was the first one who did 24, yeah. and that was like 2000, I think it was, the first season of 24. And at that point, it was TV actors and film actors. Yeah. And since then, people have started going more into TV from film rather than True. from like TV Kevin, into film. Kevin Bacon and stuff. Yeah, so his, his big yeah. comeback's been on, on TV. Yeah, so it's a <laughs> lot of very big name 
film actors turning up and doing TV roles. So this is Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey, who are some fairly big names. Yeah, they, they had a big influence with the directorial. Well, they're both producers. They're yeah, producers. They're both producers. Sorry, producers. Um, but yeah, just, I, I Matthew, think Matthew McConaughey's up for an Oscar, isn't he, for Dallas Buyers Club? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's obviously Hunger Games, so he's like. A, his star's on a massive rise at the moment. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah. And they're, I think they're taking the time out, and they're pr- obviously they're producing it, so they're, they're putting their own money <coughs> into it to make them. So I think that this is happening a lot more now, where kind of big-name people are going, let's go and fund and do a TV show, so Kevin Spacey with House Cards and yeah. stuff like that. So there's, it's, it's generating some really cool TV. I think it's a great way forward. Well, I guess it's because with the short season run, the shooting, shooting commitments... Uh, Unless yeah. they can afford to. And if you're encapsulating everything in one season, you don't have to worry about being cancelled and you can tell a whole story. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah. It certainly gives us a whole story instead of getting to the end of 24 episodes, having a cliffhanger and then being pissed that it's been cancelled. Yeah. Which has been very much the, the way things have gone for the last couple of years. Yes. <laughs> and has really fucking irked us all. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's kind of like the switch in the consumer culture as well. Mm. With everything moving to on demand, we just want it, and I think they're finally adapting. But again, we've said that before on the show. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think that there are inroads now that people are actually doing that. It's cool. Yeah, it's the best. Very, very happy with it. For sure. All right. <laughs> we have to an hour. Huh? <laughs> we have to an hour. Yeah. Should we wrap it up with? Uh, Wearable tech? Well, so, uh, let, let, let's not wrap it up with wearable tech because we wrapped it up with wearable tech last time. Okay. We're going to do an episode and talk properly about wearable, wearable tech, tech at cool. some point because there's a lot of it out there. There is. There is. And uh, that's some, some very, cool very, stuff. very cool <coughs> stuff out there that I, I'd quite like to just sit and geek out about for a while. Mm. Cool. I'd certainly like to get hold of some of them. Maybe we can uh, try and speak to some of these people and test a few things test out. Test a few things out. That'd be pretty that cool. That would be fun. Maybe we could uh, look at that and, and see if we can. Push a few buttons. Cool. And wear a few gadgets. Have a chat with Professor Elemental about it. See what he can come up with as wearable tech. <laughs> Other than time travel trousers, of course. <laughs> Alright then. Well, we'll save wearable tech for another show. That's it. Okay, and we're done. <laughs> and we're done. Hooray! <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> Okay. I, I I I don't think anyone could ever accuse us of being short and sweet, dude. True. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this week. Well, for this episode. Indeed. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Eddie. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. <laughs>